You there, CJ?
CJ, can you hear me? Uh, Jeff's on the line. I don't know if CJ's on the line. Oh, hey, Jeff. Brett's on the line. Hey, Brett, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? Uh, real good. I was talking to CJ, and then it, the music came on, and then he was gone. Yeah. And I heard the music, and then it just died. It just stopped, like, right, you know. You guys know, CJ's not online. Jeff, just say, hey, he's Jeff. Introduce yourself. Okay. Introduce Brett. Start the show. Call the recording. Hey, guys, this is CJ. Can you hear me? Yep. There we go. Hey, CJ's Jeff. Awesome. Hey, Jeff, it looks like I guess uh, we're having problems with the switchboard again this weekend, so uh, I apologize for that. Hey, listeners, you're listening in. I apologize for the dead silence and uh, a little bit of confusion there. Uh, you're listening to The Hot Watch with CJ, and I've also got Dr. Jeff Falkel, uh, who's in on tonight uh, helping me co-host, and uh, Alex is kind of hiding in the background uh, with Dr. Falkel, with Jeff Falkel. But tonight we're going to talk to uh, a great organization. Uh, it's definitely an organization that I believe in 100%, um, which is VSA, or Veteran Sportsman's Alliance. And uh, we're lucky enough tonight to have the co-founder or founder, um, and I don't know, well, I, I honestly will say founder, co-founder, um, Brett Johnson, because we know that his daughter is actually the brainchild behind the organization. I'm not sure if Cheyenne's actually going to be on the air tonight, but Brett, are you with us, brother? Uh, I'm with you, and Cheyenne is here, and, and we also have a special guest, Brian Jurgens, who's uh, one of our VSA ambassadors, who is a uh, double amputee and TBI survivor um, with us as well. We're, uh, we'll do the show, and then we're actually going to head off to the Sharks game and, uh, and have a little fun tonight. Awesome. Very that cool. is outstanding. So before we get started on the show like we normally do, um, hey, guys, I just want to send a shout-out and uh, remind everyone the entire reason that we do this show and, and why we do the hot wash and what we stand for. So um, for many that don't know, um, I work for an organization that's called Veteran Sportsman's Alliance – or excuse me, Veteran Sportsman's Alliance. Well, I work for Brent and Cheyenne kind of indirectly as part of VSA, but <laughs> – I work. I work for veterans. Selfless plug. Search and recovery. That was, wasn't it? Work for veteran sportsmen. Uh, veter, vets are veterans. Search and recovery. God, I can't get my acronym <laughs> straight tonight. Um, and the whole reason that I started doing these shows um, was I'd started volunteering with uh, vets are veteran search and recovery, and our mission is to reach out and find our brothers and sisters, uh, veterans. First responders, so it's not just veterans, it's law enforcement officers, firefighters, EMS, um, that are suffering from PTSD, suffering from depression, uh, and it might be suicidal. And uh, something hit real, really hit home with me this week. I had a, a, a brother, I won't mention his name on the air, um, but a guy that I've known, I'm 39, I'll be 40 in August, a guy that I've known for 35 years, went to high school with him, um, grew up in my hometown, <clears throat> Sunday night, um, this buddy of mine made some posts on Facebook, had some, some serious suicidal ideations on Facebook, um, and he dropped off and just completely went dark. Um, and that was about 9.13 Sunday night. Um, and, of course, once I realized that, um, I went to work um, tirelessly. And I don't say that for any props on my end. Uh, 
I'm dedicated to preventing veteran suicide. So I went after him. I was on him like stink on shit. Um, and let me throw that back in there. This, this is uncensored and unadulterated live blog cast. Uh, if you don't like cussing, I try not to do it, but I speak from my heart. Um, so I was after my buddy on stink like shit um, because I'm very much opposed to losing our, our brothers and sisters to the silent enemy of veteran suicide. And it's a huge epidemic. Um, everyone talks about 22 veterans a day. You know what? It's a hell of a lot more than 22 veterans a day. 22 veterans a day plus one active duty service member, that's a brand now. 22 is a brand. We know that it's more than that. Um, but that's what we used to brand veteran suicide is 22 a day. So a guy that I've known my entire life um, became one of my clients. Um, so every veteran that's suicidal is personal, but by God, this one was extra personal. Um, so I got after it, and I can gladly and um, Joe, you know, very happily say that we got him about uh, 100% got him about 4:30 Monday afternoon. Um, got him into to a program to help him with his uh, suicide uh, concerns and uh, and start getting the help that he needs. So that's why the hot wash exists, guys. This radio show is all about showing our veteran brothers and sisters that just because you were a veteran, you've been to combat, maybe you haven't been to combat, but you're a veteran who suffers from depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, maybe um, sexual abuse. Just because you're a veteran and a former soldier, that doesn't mean you're damaged goods. By God, it doesn't mean just because you've got a diagnosis of PTSD that you're a freaking damaged piece of shit who can't get out and be a very positive role model and be a full-functioning member of society. And we've got anywhere from, just like our, our guest with us, with Brett's, Brett tonight, uh, Doc Jurgensen, double amputee, he is not letting anybody keep him down. He's a full-functioning member of society. He is a positive role model for our veteran brothers and sisters. And when you look at someone, and I don't want to put uh, Brian on the on, on spot, but, you know, when you look at someone who's physically lost limbs, tell me why you can't keep functioning when someone like him can set a positive example. That's what this organization, what my organization, or the radio show, the hot wash, it's all about bringing in veterans who have worked with their demons and can still be full-functioning members of society. We want to reach out to our brothers and sisters who are shut-ins and afraid to talk and afraid to be part of society and show them that just because you've got, you're a veteran, that doesn't mean you get to act like a, a retard or a flaming jackass and run around breaking out windows, wrecking cars, getting drunk, and destroying society and and protesting and just get a free card because you're a veteran. That's not how it works. It's about standing with your brothers and sisters, helping them through their hard times and being positive role models and looking out for your brothers and sisters when they have a problem. You're that shoulder for them to lean on. That's why the hot wash is here. So now that I cleared that up, um, we're talking about an organization tonight that's very near and dear to my heart. I'll tell you, Veteran Sportsman's Alliance, there, there is not another um, organization who does more good for veterans 
I don't care what organization you can name. I guarantee you they're not as committed as Veteran Sportsman's Alliance and the Johnson family is to taking care of our combat veterans. So, Brett Johnson, I know you said you've got Cheyenne with you and you've got your guest with us, uh, Brian, who's also an ambassador to, to VSA. What is VSA? What is Veteran Sportsman's Alliance? Well, that, that was quite an intro. Thank you. Um, so Veteran Sportsman Alliance, VSA, um, we consider ourselves a, a very tight-knit family. We we don't do the, the one-op, photo-op, come out, do something with us, hunt or fish, take a couple pictures, and, and on your way you go. Um, everyone that comes into the organization, as you well know, uh, has our has all of our phone numbers. Phones are on 24 seven, um, and it's 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 multiple events over time. It's teaching and showing um, a variety of injured vets um, that that there's really nothing they can't do. One of, you know a couple of our mottos is question everything and refuse to be broken. Um, Brian will attest to the fact that, you know, there was a lot of things that through his injuries uh, he was told he'd never do. You know, he'd never drive a car. He'd never walk. He'd never um, hunt or fish or, you know, who knows how many other things he's been told. And, uh, you know, Brian is, Brian's married. He's got a wonderful wife. He's got two beautiful children now, two beautiful sons. And, and Brian is being a role model not only for other veterans, but an incredible role model for his, his two boys. You know, Brian's been out and uh, he went turkey hunting with us and he went hog hunting with us and he went deer hunting with us. And in May, we are taking a uh, fishing trip out of San Diego for four days and we're going to go chase bluefin tuna with Brian and, and about 15 other vets um, with uh, Chad Mendez and, and a couple of the UFC fighters and, and we're going to have a great time and we're just, we're going to show people and, and Brian's going to show people and the rest of these guys that, that there's nothing you cannot do. If, if, if they say you can't do it, let's go do it. That's Good awesome. For you, Brett. That's awesome. And, and I, I, I want to you know, congratulate you for your, your vision and, and for Cheyenne. We'll, we'll hear from her in a few minutes, hopefully. Um, but one of the things that, that I think is so critical is that that these guys are able to do things with their families again. You know, they've been deployed, they've been downrange, they've been training for so long, and, and the family, you know, has to sit at home and wait and wait and wait. And sometimes, you know, and that waiting is very hard, so it's traumatic for the whole family. So to be able to, for you to take, you know, the veteran and their family out on these trips um, is is so incredibly special and it's something that that they'll they'll they could build a relationship and 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 a, and a lifetime of memories that that they wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity for so i really want to thank you and cheyenne for, uh, for what you're doing you're welcome and, and and as you both know this this was cheyenne's brainchild um long story short i got i got hurt in 2010 i was never in the military Back in uh, back in the 80s, when I tried to get in, they wouldn't take me for a couple of medical reasons. But uh, I got hurt in 2010, broke a vertebrae, broke a vertebrae in my back, and was essentially crippled for three years. Um, and being an outdoor type family, 
it really it really put the stress on us. Just I mean, it was you know the stress of of being crippled alone was enough. The pain on top of it, plus all the medication that the doctors just love to shove down your throat rather than fixing the problem, um, did not make a uh, very cohesive family unit here at, here at our house. And uh, I was nobody fun to be around. So just, just the fact that I still have my family is, is a blessing in itself. But to have uh, a 13-year-old daughter at that time who said, you know, we need to help vets and, and keep those guys and their families together. That, that's why we started this, and that's what we're doing. And, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't be more proud of Cheyenne. I couldn't be more proud of my son. And, uh, and certainly I could not be more proud of these wonderful vets that come out and prove every day that, you know what, you think you've got problems? Try some of this on and, uh, and conquer it. I think that's uh, one of the things that, you know, early on I met you, Brett, through uh, an, a radio interview that you did last year with me and Alex. Uh, you hopped on the air with uh, one of your other uh, very strong VSA advocates, uh, Jim Irwin, um, and that's when I met you. And then since then, you've become one of my best friends, and, and I could say somebody that I absolutely would reach out to uh, and be there for at a moment's notice. Um, you're, you're my family. Um and I've got a little sister now um, who I respect. I mean, I've I've always had a little sister. I've got a new little sister and a brother that I respect, you know, Cheyenne and Austin. And I am daily uh, impressed with the love and the support that Cheyenne um, pours out for the veteran community. So Cheyenne... I definitely want to tell you, young lady, that you know what? I don't know very many young young women um, who have done or accomplished as much for veterans as you have and been such a strong advocate. Um, but you know what, sis? I love you for everything you've done and continue to do for our veterans, and I think you're amazing. Thank you. We love that. you, too. Um, and, you know, Cheyenne is um, – I know she has her moments maybe when she gets a hold of Brett's credit card, but we won't talk about that right now. She has her moments when she's a, a typical teenage girl. Um, but outside of that, you know, she's defying what normal teenagers do. At 13 years old, this young lady stood up and asked a question. And what was that question you asked your dad? If we could help veterans get out of the house and get back into – living their lives again and showing them if that they can do whatever they put their mind to. What normal 13-year-old kid do you know that's concerned about helping veterans? He or normal. helping anyone <laughs> for that matter. Yeah, she's been one thing. now. She might have got dropped on her head maybe. You think that's it? I'm just messing with you, Cheyenne. I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's but, uh, it's so it's, it's been awesome, and and I have to say I have to say that that with the other folks in in the other chapters in Arizona and Oregon and and Texas and what have you, I, I will say we have got the most incredible people that are standing behind us and and helping us with this thing. Um, we, we certainly couldn't do this alone, obviously, but with you know with support from people like CJ and and Steinbaugh and Rogers in Tennessee and all these other guys that understand what we're doing. 
Um, we're, you know, we are as grassroots as it gets. We are absolutely as grassroots as it gets. You know, we're we're not a big corporation. We're we're a small organization. We're and we're a family organization, and and that's something that's never going to change. We're, we we will not become something that is uncontrollable and and led down a a path that is not 100% genuine, 100% caring, and and 100% involved um, with the family aspect of this. Every one of these guys knows that if they pick up the phone and call me, I'll answer the phone. You know, and if I don't answer the phone. I'm probably in the shower or scuba diving or something, but when the phone rings for any of our vets or any of our people, you know, I mean, you know, you, you know, I'm telling the truth, CJ, if that phone rings, I will answer it and I will do whatever I can within my power to, uh, to uh, advocate and, and make change positive, positive change for, for any of our vets. I, I agree and that's that. Brit, and, that Brit and is so important it. because I'm sorry. Go ahead, CJ. No, go ahead, please, Jeff. Please. No, that you know that aspect of 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 knowing that there's going to be somebody on the other end of the line is is so important for them. Um, but it's it's a two way street, and and I I get a lot of phone calls from 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 you know members of of my son's team and and you know guys that I've gotten to know over the years, and and as important as it is for for them. To have us, you know, you and me, Brad and CJ, people on the other end of the line, it's it's important for us that because we know they're reaching out to us, and and that's probably uh, the one thing that that I, you know, I salute CJ for and I salute your organizations because you know we we, we you know like what happened with CJ's buddy over the weekend, you know he went dark, hey, something's not right, and we get we get, you know we we need to be the ones to go out and check those things out, and so uh, it's 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 critical. And and I thank you, Brett, and and your entire family, and your entire family of of your organization for for being there for for our guys. Well, you're you're quite welcome, and you know we're we do it because it's the right thing to do. Exactly. And I can tell you 100. Um, percent You know, I've I, I I work for a living. I'm retired military. Um, but I have a job. I guess you could call it a job. It's more fun than it is a job. Sometimes it's a little bit of work. But I travel all over the United States doing medical support for uh, obstacle course racing. And uh, I had an obstacle course race last year uh, about an hour, hour and a half north of uh, San Jose or Cupertina, California, where uh, VSA headquarters is at. And uh, I, I purposely planned a couple of extra days on the front so that I could go in and, and spend some time with Brett. Uh, and his family, and I can tell you that the minute I got there, Brett picked me up, and me and Brett hit it off with Austin. He met us there uh, like I'd known him my entire life, and I knew at that particular moment that I was 100% all in with VSA, the Veterans Forces Alliance, their mission. I've been following it, and uh, some of the most important things um, – not only of helping the veterans, but like Brett said, they don't leave the veterans after they've taken them on a hunt. Um, they become each and every one of, of our customers that are VSA customers. Once they go on that hunt, they're no longer a customer. They're part of the family. Um, 100% maintain contact with those guys. And just like Brett said, if it's 3 o'clock in the morning, I can call Brett Johnson and know that Brett's picking a phone up for me. I know that Jeff Falco is the same way. 
that's the support that's there. Um, you're not just, hey, we're going to do something for the veterans. We're going to make them feel good for a week or two. We're going to be there for the rest of their life. We're going to be yeah, there if they need somebody to talk to. And I've got a really good friend. I've got a really good friend that, that that I'll say this, like I said, the hot wash is uncensored, and we do use strong language sometimes. But I've got a good friend who works with veterans. Um, he likes to remain uh, nameless, um, but he has a saying that he tells every vet um, that he works with, and he looks at him and tells him, your family now, you're fucked. And that's kind of how Brett looks at life. <laughs> you're part of my family now? Guess what? You're on my radar. Um, yeah, exactly. So, it's a blessing and a um, curse. <laughs> that's never a curse. I know the Johnson family ever. Yeah. So, you know, I, I want to actually, uh, you know, let's talk to the princess real quick and the princess of VSA, Cheyenne. Cheyenne, did you ever think in your mind that when you asked your dad that question that it would have grown into what it is today? No, and I still can't believe it. <laughs> so we know that, you know, I – I watch you guys and follow everything that VSA does because I'm 100% in, and, and I, I it amazes me at how involved um, you are on every single part uh, of your guys' mission that you guys do. Um, and I think probably uh, Cheyenne's got more big brothers than she could ever imagine or ever want. Um, and am I, am I wrong about that, Cheyenne? Oh, keep them coming. Keep them coming. You can never have enough. <laughs> there you go. Right answer. So she she's definitely got more big brothers than I think she knows what to do with. Um, and she is probably absolutely one of the worst individuals you could ever choose to piss off because if you piss her off, she's got an unlimited supply of pissed off veterans that are, are backing her. So um, she's definitely you- got one heck of a collection of brothers to, to stand up for, right? Oh, wonderful, brothers. And if you don't mind if I quote you, but I think your comment on Facebook was um, you'd be better pissing off the mafia than me. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> there you uh, go. So Cheyenne was a young man who decided uh, he wanted to uh, court Cheyenne. Um, and, of course, the father of VSA, Brett, decided to post a picture uh, or make a post about this young man that wanted to court Cheyenne. And uh, I said, uh, you know, I think he better make sure he's taking good care of her or he'd be better off pissing off the mafia than he would VSA brothers um, yeah. if he doesn't take good care of her. Well, he was he was scared. That helps. There, there's a lot of <laughs> <laughs> So, um I know you've got Brian with us tonight. Let's talk about Brian for a minute. Um, you know, you mentioned that that Brian was a former combat medic. Um, tell us a little bit about Brian, Brett, and uh, his story and how he came to the VSA and, and what he does now or uh, have him tell it. Okay, well, I'll, I'll introduce how he came to VSA, I guess, um, and, then, and then I'll let him chat for a little bit on, on what he thinks about what we do and, and what he's done with us. Um, when I met Brian a couple of years ago, um, you know, he's about the same age as my son. And uh, knowing that, that he was, had a young family and a, and a young wife and, 
what you know what what he's up against. Um, it really it, it hit a soft spot in my heart, as they all do. Um, but Brian's local here, so you know I have a lot of time to interact with him and and bother him when he probably doesn't want to be bothered sometimes. But you know there were some things that uh, I wanted to take Brian out and do, and and I'm not sure he really wanted to go in the beginning. Um, but we got him out. We got him on a fishing trip up in Oregon, and 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 uh, Austin, my son, took him for the first one, and then uh, I had the opportunity to take him on the second trip to Oregon. We did a big salmon derby up there uh, that our Oregon chapter put on, and and John and Cameron and Jacqueline just put this thing together. It was it was absolutely amazing. Brought 22 vets in from across the country, but I had to, you know I got to spend some time with Brian and realize that th- this kid's got no quit in him. I mean, to to see somebody, you know, from my perspective, who's been through so much and and to ride, you know, 11 hours in the truck with him up there and 11 hours back and, and fish with him and and get him out playing pool. And, you know, and it was it was amazing. And uh, so Brian just kind of naturally became, you know, our local VSA ambassador and and. Uh, and every time we throw throw something at him, he conquers it, and and that is just huge to me. It's uh, it's something that just, boy, I don't I, I don't even know how to explain it to be honest. It's uh, inspirational. It is inspirational watching him conquer things that you know people said he couldn't do, or or maybe he thought he couldn't do them, or his family thought he couldn't do them. And every time we throw something at him, he knocks it out of the park. So uh, we're we're honored to have him as as kind of our local you know um, family member and uh, and he's at the house all the time and we do you know we do little things from like tonight we're going to a sharks game or next weekend we may go down to the hot rod shop and uh, hang out for a couple hours where we're building the race car and and it's just he's a great guy to be around and and he's as intelligent as they come and and watching him stand up and be a role model for not only other vets, like I said before, but a a huge role model for his two boys. That is, you know, that's something that, that makes you sleep well at night. So, uh, so Brian's here and, uh, and and I'll let Brian chat for a minute. You can feel free to ask him what you want and, and play along. His TBI slows him down a little bit, but uh, he'll, uh, he'll be more than happy to chat with you. So go right ahead. Hey, Brian, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, thank you. And I, uh, Dr. Falco, I'll open the floor up to you, Jeff. I'm, i got to stop calling you Dr. Falco because if anybody doesn't know, you know, Jeff was on the show last, last week, Dr. Jeff Falco. Um, I've got a whole lot of um, Gold Star fathers and mothers that are in my family, and I've adopted a, a whole lot of Gold Star mothers um, I call a lot of gold star mothers mama. Um, they lost, you know, they've lost their sons and I've got a lot of them that I have adopted and I've never actually adopted a father. And I'll tell you right now that Jeff is, is my gold star father a hundred percent. Um, and, and Jeff is my, honor. is my honor. Uh, it's definitely my honor to, to, to be anywhere in any way, shape or form associated with you, Jeff. Um, and he's guaranteed to help uh, come on and co-host some shows with me, and and I couldn't have think of a better person to do that because I think Alex is Alex is divorcing me. Um, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, Alex is kind of moving on to some other things that uh, 
doesn't allow her to co-host with me anymore. Um, but uh, definitely going to miss my co-host, Alex. But I want to open the floor up to well, Jeff. Let Jeff start with a question. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll, we'll kidnap her every once in a while. So, hey, Brian, <laughs> it's great. It's uh, congrats. I, I'm I'm very proud to meet you, brother, and and I'm very proud of uh, of your attitude. Um, you're you're the inspiration for many many people, more so than you'll you'll ever know. Uh, so tell us Thank tell you. us you know a little bit about about your about yourself. What was that? He said, "Tell him a little." Tell bit us about a little you. bit about yourself. <laughs> um. I just... When did you join the military? Well, I I'm not I want to say that I joined the the army in 2007. I originally signed up to go as a duty in two. 2006, but there's like a a wait period. Try to wait a couple, not that long. Come on, guess yeah, a couple months for them to do all the official paperwork. So I I actually left in 2007. Where's the first place you went? Uh well I went to well my first first or well, I mean I went to basic first at Fort Linwood, Missouri. But my first duty station I was in the old guard at Fort Myer, Virginia. Which is like a a mostly ceremonial unit and all but looking good. Not so much about combat, but like, uh, they, well, one thing I did was when Barack Obama became president, I did medical coverage for when he became president. So, I mean, they did that. There's a bunch of anything ceremonial. They do like uh, the tomb of the unknown soldiers. Arlington National Cemetery. Arlington National Cemetery is the biggest cemetery in the United States of America. Huge. And like the tomb of the unknown soldiers is there. And there's, there's people who died at war, but we don't know who they are. They long, long time ago. But they Died and come back, and we don't know who they are, so they get buried there. But yeah, that's a that's a huge cemetery. Yeah, my my son's buried there. But these days, I started two years ago. About yeah, about two years ago, I became the what's the my I'm an ambassador. Uh huh. Okay, I'm the investor. I don't have a job, so to speak. But if I come across people 
and I, I've done this a couple of times, but most of I come across, well, other California, so I'm talking about rich people. I tell them, hey, you should do your best to help the base because surely you have all that extra money. <laughs> but the base does your car, so I mean, I did that. Um, I Brad sent me on a bunch of adventures. Yeah, adventures, but car looking at cars, hunting, fishing, um, pretty much everything. So I go out and do that. I mean, yeah. So we got we got Brian his 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 hunting license this last year. Um, we had the Arizona fishing game actually come to come to my house, and and we did kind of a private session with Brian and and got him through the hunter safety course, got him his hunting license, um, took him to the range and uh, started him out on a small caliber rifle, and worked his way up to a seven. MM Remington Magnum and uh, all in one day and Brian really showed that he he has an eye for shooting and uh so the the first hog hunt we took him out we didn't see any hogs <laughs> Brian gets a little impatient so he wasn't having too much fun he was like you know this hunting thing is kind of stupid and we're driving around and we don't see any hogs and and I kept telling him you know be patient you know you're going to get your hog you're going to get your hog and uh so the the next time we <laughs> the next time we went out and we're driving around and and we saw a couple of hogs and didn't get a shot at it and then finally we uh we roll up on a hill and and there's a hog about 340 yards away and uh so we get Brian set up on it and all said and done it it came into about 313 yards and uh you know, I, I said, can you see, you know, you got the hog in the, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. I said, all right, pull the trigger when you're ready. And uh, one shot, he dropped that hog. It went about four feet. And uh, I'll tell you what, it was, it was as good as having one of my own kids be successful on a hunt and seeing him do that and, and succeeding was something, you know, something I'll be proud of him forever for doing. That's terrific. Well, Brian, your your BSA couldn't have a better ambassador than you, brother. Thank you. Oh, thank hey, so you. Uh, Brian, what is your favorite part about being a member of BSA? What's that? What's your favorite part about BSA? Probably just that he gets to hang out with me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> My, so, well, my favorite. How much thing, did Brett Johnson pay you to say that? What's that? <laughs> I've got my checkbook out right now. I believe you would absolutely my, have to. My favorite thing. Are you still there, brother? Yeah. I. I yeah. Okay. My favorite thing so, happened 
the car show that Brett took me to. And well, that's not. I I love cars. That's not. That's by far my favorite thing of all time. Are cars. So I mean, that's just. They my friend says that there was a Brett has a picture of me next to a car that's around that picture. Yeah. The red Corvette. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You're the, oh, I love Corvette. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's my favorite thing for cars. Um, other than that, I just my favorite part about the VSA has been the the confidence it gave me because, like oh, Brett said it earlier, I was told. A hundred million times that I would not be able to go to be good at anything, but when Brett took me out, I shot uh, it was the deer at incredible distance away, and that was a perfect shot. I mean, Brett, Brett, so. I love the fact that he that he hits on the fact that the confidence that that he's gotten from hanging out with us. Um, Brian wanted to get his driver's license a year year and a half ago, and and we started talking about it. And I and I kept telling him, okay, go get your driver's license, get your driver's license. And he would call me a couple of times a week or text me and and say that it was going to be impossible, and that DMV wouldn't let him, and and. You know, this, that, and, and, and I just kept saying, okay, go get your driver's license. Do the test. If you fail, do it again. If you fail, do it again. If they give you shit, keep going. And several times, you know, he would call or text me and say, you know, I, it's not going to happen, and they want this or they want that. And, and so we just kept pushing him, and I just kept telling him, you're going to get your license. And one day he texts me, and, and he says, I got my driver's license. A, a big thing about driving license is I before I got hurt I choose into driving minimum cars because I can't bend my feet I don't know if I can operate a clutch but right as you mean coming to go and try so I would struggle with them and try drum manual and I couldn't but that's not my manual. If I owned a car, I would just just to see all that stuff so that I could maybe figure out what to drive a manual car. Maybe, maybe. He, he wants to get his foot in the clutch and and dump the gas and sidestep it and go and and, and I'll. I'm, I'm, it's pretty safe bet that by the end of this year he'll be he'll be dropping clutches. Thing is about what what he was just explaining is. His favorite thing to do was go to the car show, which was the NHRA drags. We we got some special tickets and and took him to the dragster races up in Sonoma. And Brian's a huge car guy, and it just goes to show that you never know. You never know how big or how small the event has to be. That's going to be the one event that that touches these guys, which is another reason we don't do one and done. You know, if I'd have taken him out the first time and gone hog hunting with him and he'd have been unsuccessful you know it still would have been yeah we had a great time out there hunting 
but it wouldn't have it wouldn't have made the change in Brian that you know honestly that I wanted to see or that I thought would be good for him and his family. And that's why we don't do you get to do it one time and and we don't see you again. We stay on it until until the confidence is there and and uh and we've made a mark. And then that way he can now move on and you know the the old adage the student becomes the teacher now he can start helping yeah. another vet become become as confident as he is and i and i will tell you honestly in the time that i've known brian and his family there has been you know substantial positive uh growth i guess for lack of a better term and uh and that's what we want to see in every vet that comes through the program and that's absolutely exactly what I want to hear. Um, that's what we all want to hear is a veterans organization that's reaching out to vets and doing something for vets on a positive note, but not just doing it for the publicity. And I can tell you 100% that's not what VSA does. They could care less about the publicity. What they care about is taking care of the soldier, taking care of the veteran. I shouldn't say soldier because it's, you know, soldier, sailor, Marines, um, but they care about the entire embodiment of the veteran and their family. And absolutely. that's one of the things that I just absolutely love. Um, I can tell you, I've got a lot of tattoos, and there's only one organization that's not a military organization that I've branded myself with, and that's VSA. <laughs> um, everything I have cool. on me, something to do with uh, my beliefs um, and my military service and my heritage. And the only thing that doesn't have anything to do with any of that is Veteran Sportsman's Alliance, which is part of my family. And, uh, but, yeah. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to argue okay. that that includes all of your family, that all the things and you that, have, you know, can be, is, are, can be put under the umbrella of what VSA means. You're absolutely right about that, Jeff. And I'll tell you, um, so I was with Jeff, or excuse me, I was with um, Brett and his son, Austin, um, spending some time. Um, we were eating and having some drinks. And Brett says, hey, have, uh, have I showed you our new uh, our new VSA logo yet? I'm about to tell on him here. And I said, um, no, let me see it. So we're sitting there enjoying nice dinner and, and some uh, nice bourbons. And I looked at him and said, man, that would make an awesome tattoo. And Brett's eyes light up. And he was like, well, let's go do it. And I'm like, well, I didn't like mean it. I didn't mean it like right now. I just meant like it would make an awesome tattoo. And he's like, were you scared? And I'm like, yeah, that's the worst thing to say to me. No, I'm not scared. <laughs> so well, let's go do it. So next thing you know, me and Brett and uh, his son, my brother Austin, are in an Uber on our way to the tattoo shop getting the VSA logo tattooed on us. So well, that's, that's, awesome. that's great. Mom. What, that's not the story you told your mom? No. <laughs> well, yeah, we we <laughs> all tied him and made him go. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, no. you know, I absolutely believe that much and that feel that strongly about VSA and the mission that uh, – I won't say they, I say we, because I'm a member of the VSA family, um, that we do. Um, 
I know that it's good. And so for all the bean counters out there and all the people who want to criticize nonprofit organizations, because they're, I, I'm not to kiss anybody's rear end or to uh, blow smoke up anybody's butt. You like how I made that politically correct? Um, there you go. VSA is 100% committed to giving back to the soldiers. They're not there to make a dime. So, Brett, tell us about how you guys do um, fundraising and and how that goes so that people don't have any questions um, by maybe some other three-letter organizations um, that do fundraising for veterans, supposedly support. So one of the things that we do quite a bit different than any other organization is each chapter, each chapter, whether it's Arizona or Oregon or Texas or Tennessee or whatever, when they raise money in their community, whether they do, um, you know, hot dog sales or car washes or, or whatever it is, you know, um, uh, 3D archery shoots, or we do a lot of, here in California, we do a lot of events with Bass Pro Shops. They invite us in. We've got carte blanche at the store, and we typically set up either, you know, in the front or or in the hunting department and, and, you know, we could raffle off guns or, or sell hot dogs or whatever we want to do. They're, they're an amazing, amazing sponsor for us. And uh, so what, whatever chapter is raising money, that money pretty much stays local in their community. I don't take as, as the chapter head or the CEO, I don't take money from Oregon and bring it to California. I don't take money from Arizona and, and disperse it to California or Oregon the people in those communities that, that give money, um, they want to see it, you know, go back to the veterans in their community. And that's, and that's the way we set it up on purpose. So, you know, if, if our neighbor gives us money, they get to see what good it's doing locally here for our vets. Now that's not to say we don't bring vets. I mean, I've flown vets in from Kentucky and, and Texas and, and Maine and Michigan and what have you. But, uh, you know, we're doing good in our community, and, and we're teaching others to do good in their community. Our, our Arizona chapter is amazing. Oregon is is phenomenal. And, uh, you know, we're getting Texas and Nevada rolling. Your your buddy Jim Jim Irwin is our, our chapter president in Nevada. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it, we do, we're doing it a little bit different, I think. But the money we do raise, you know, we, we pay our insurance and we pay – what we have to pay and then anything, you know, out of the stuff that you, you got to pay by law, the rest of that money goes to help the vets. So it, it fluctuates a little bit per year. We use a little bit for advertising. We don't blow up a huge advertising budget. Um, and, and we raise a lot of money locally and, and by word of mouth and, and people like, you know, like you guys coming and letting us chit chat for a while and, and hopefully people see the value in what we do and, and if you really want to help vets, you know, you, you send us some money and we'll make sure that we do it right. That's awesome. And that's exactly why I love VSA so much, because I know that it, it's a pure mission. It's, it's, you know, the Johnson family is pure of heart. Um, I've, I've been to the Johnson family home, um, and I can tell you 100% unequivocally without any mental reservation or hesitation whatsoever um, that money's not going anywhere but back into the pockets of veterans. Uh, maybe not in the pockets, but in support of veterans. Um, yeah. 
to take them on these events and to to change their lives and, and to keep them positively engaged. Um, we we and when we fly somebody in, we uh, we've got a Marriott um, courtyard by Marriott right down the street from us, and uh, you know less than a mile away, and you know they set us up with rooms, and and that's always our first go to if if a vet's coming into town for an event. You know, we tell them, hey, we'll put you up at the Marriott or, you know, you you can come in like family and and crash on the couch or what have you. And and uh, I, I'd say about 85 percent of the time they they say, well, I'd love to just crash on the couch. <laughs> so so, uh, you know, it, it really I can say I definitely uh, I, I crashed on the couch with scrap iron. But I have to admit, I was a little bit disappointed that scrap iron left me and went and lay back in bed with with Brett Johnson and I didn't get to spend the whole night with scrap iron. And for those of you who don't know who scrap iron is. So tell, tell us about scrap iron, Brett, who is scrap iron? Well, scrap iron is, uh, uh, scrap iron is my service dog. So like I say, I, I broke a vertebrae in my back and, and the older I get the, you know, the, the more difficult things get. And then, uh, so, so we got a, a giant schnauzer, and turned him into my service dog. And uh, so when we're out on the events, he also helps the other vets. But he's he's being trained as a as a uh, pretty phenomenal uh, duck dog and upland bird dog. And there he is right there speaking to him. Uh, that's my boy. Well, I tell you, that's well trained. He, he, yeah, he's he's a good boy. So he's uh, he's an all around. Uh, mascot for vsa the folks down at bass pro shops love him we we go down there and if we're there for eight hours we never see the dog he's off running around somewhere but uh you know we 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 just we just want to keep it family-like when we take vets out for the first time or or maybe even you know depending on the events that they go on something that we do is everything that they use on the event the uh the optics you know loophole and vortex and and uh, Thompson Center rifles that uh, Thompson Center, Smith & Wesson so um, wonderfully donate to us, they keep all that stuff. So we set them up for success. Um, that way the next time they get an opportunity to go hunting, they don't have to wonder if, you know, they can go and they don't have the equipment and they got to borrow something that they don't know. That they get comfortable with it. it it's, you know, it's family. I wouldn't take them out and not give them the tools that they need any more than I would take my own kids out and, and say, well, you get to go hunting, but you don't have any tools the next time you get to go. So all all of the stuff that's donated to us um, ends up in the hands of the vets. And, and that's absolutely, you know, phenomenal that they're putting the tools, not only are they putting the knowledge and the experience of getting out into the in, into the woods, into wildlife, um, and and learning a skill um, that's an outlet um, to help them deal with with veterans, to help to deal with their their stress, um, helping them to heal themselves through sportsmen's activities. Um, and, and that's one of the things that I feel because I'm a redneck from Tennessee. Um, I'm a good old country boy. You know, to me, that is my safe place. Um, that's, that's my place where I, I feel the most at home and at ease. 
um, no matter what I've got going on, I'll tell you last weekend, um, I needed a day to reset. I needed a day to just kind of, uh, clear my head. I spent an entire day in the woods and I claimed I was squirrel hunting, but I didn't come home with a single squirrel. Um, I could have came home with squirrels if I wanted to, but you know, that's not what it was about. It was about being in the woods all the way from sunrise to sunset and just being out in nature and, Feeling at one with nature. That's what yeah. being part of Veteran Sportsman's Alliance is all about, is is getting back out there and feeling being one with nature and feeling that release and that natural calm that only nature can provide you with. Um, but maybe you're not into hunting or shooting. Maybe uh, just like we talked about a, a few minutes ago with, with Brian, maybe you're what really gets your, your motor revving or revving, and I had to ex- excuse my redneckisms, is uh, hot rods or street rods um, or muscle cars. Um, maybe that's what gets you going, and, and you're not interested in hunting or fishing. The Veteran Sportsman's Alliance is all about that, too. Um, tell us about uh, what you guys have going on and maybe uh, the muscle car slash hot rod car arena, Brett. So, uh, Tammy and I started out, we, we, we've got a 1967 Mustang and, uh, we looked around for a shop that would, uh, basically rebuild it and make it a nice stock, beautiful kind of a date car. And, uh, so we took it down to the shop, hot rod service company in Campbell, Jeff, uh, the owner of the shop is a multi-time world champion, car tuner, engine builder, worked for John force racing for many years. Um, did Winston Cup stuff. I mean, the guy's phenomenal. And he builds some of the most beautiful cars um, on the planet. So we took it down and, and started the build, and we were going to turn it into a beautiful stock 67 Mustang. And we've got a, a vet that walks around our neighborhood at night. And so talk to him a couple of times when uh, we're out watering the lawn and what have you. And I kept inviting him to come out with us. I said, you want to go hunting? You know, come out, come out. And uh, he kept saying no. And and one night I, I kind of cornered him and I said, I said, just out of curiosity, why the hell won't you come out with us? And uh, he looked at me and he said, I, I can't be around gunfire anymore. And I said, oh, okay. And so we talked a little bit for, for a short time and, and he, you know, wandered off as he always does. And, and Austin walks up to me and says, well, dad, I got an idea. Why don't we let's put a little bit of muscle under the hood of the, the Mustang and we can do the, uh, the car club shows up at Laguna Seca and Sears point, the, the Mustang clubs and the, you know, the nostalgia races and stuff. And, and, you know, we could do stuff with the vets like that. And, uh, so I went down and talked to Jeff and I said, Hey, what do you think about throwing a little bit, you know, some ponies under the hood and soup it up a little bit. And, and, uh, so he liked the idea and, we've made about a thousand changes since then. And so now the car is essentially a race car. It will be street legal so that sponsors who want to put their name on it can put it in their showroom and show it off a little bit, but it's got Heights racing suspension all the way through it. A Curry rear end, Willwood brakes, ride tech, uh, coilovers, the whole nine yard. I mean, this thing is, going to hit the track at somewhere around 850 to 900 horsepower. It's, 
it's got you know the full roll cage in it and and they they're developing and working on some special hand controls so the disabled guys can drive it and basically we're going to put it on the track and we're going to do track day events with vets and some will drive it and those who can't drive it uh we're going to put a professional driver behind the wheel and see if we can't scare the shit out of them um <laughs> most of these guys as you know um cj are the professional driver monkeys. professional driver scare the shit out of the professional driver absolutely i love it no yeah probably scare the shit out of the guys in the in the in the passenger seat but so we're going to we're going to do our best to to do some adrenaline raising uh activities where you know there's no gunfire and and these guys that don't want to be around guns um can come out and bring their families and and we'll bring out the lunch trucks and serve up a, a hell of a day with our sponsors at the track. Well, I think that's that's, awesome. that's an awesome alternative. Well, yeah. You know, because unfortunately, and I say unfortunately because it, it is unfortunate that uh, some of our brothers and sisters uh, have been scarred to the point where they're not comfortable of being uh, able to participate in activities where gunfire is involved. Um, and I, I can tell you personally that that that's my safe place. That's what I love. Um, but I a hundred percent understand that some veterans can't deal with that. And, and it does trigger bad memories and, and cause issues. So I love that veteran sportsman's Alliance isn't all about, um, you know, I shouldn't say all about it's, they have alternatives hunting. Exactly. They've got hunting, they got fishing, and and now Brett and the Johnson family are, are expanding into a role where hey, if if hot rods and and muscle cars are what you like, then you know what we're going to take you out and uh, and get your heart you know pumped up and running with that. And I think that's that's an amazing uh, alternative for individuals. Um, I will say we've we've got a caller online. Um, I'll talk about that in just a second, but uh, I had somebody reach out me. Out, reach out to me today, um, probably about 30, 40 minutes before the show came on tonight. Um, I've got two fellow night stalkers um, who have uh, started a uh, nonprofit called Horsepower Therapy. Um, Horsepower Therapy. Um, and it kind of goes hand, hand in hand with what Brett's talking about. And, uh, Brett, I'll talk to you offline about it. You know one of them for sure, um, <laughs> Greg Coker. <laughs> Um, I, I think so, our, I think our cars will be competing at some point. <laughs> and I love to hear that. So um, I got an email from two of my uh, longtime uh, former pilots. Um, you know, being a night stalker is kind of like uh, someone who served in Ranger Battalion. Being a Ranger, um, and it's kind of like people talk about uh, you know being a Marine, being a Ranger. Well, being a night stalker is the same way. Uh, once you're a night stalker, you're always a night stalker. So it's not really a former night stalker. You're not a former Marine. You're not a former Ranger. Um, that That's a title. Once you earn it, you've got it. Um, so I've got two uh, night stalker brothers, um, CW4 retired Brian Russell and uh, CW4 uh, retired Greg Coker, um, who have started a nonprofit that's called Horsepower Therapy. So, uh, Brian reached out to me earlier tonight and said, Hey, I absolutely love what you're doing with the hot wash. Um, <clears throat> like to talk to you and, you know, kind of maybe collaborate with you on doing some stuff with, um, badass sports cars, uh, or muscle cars. Um, 
and that's definitely something we're going to reach out to them. They're going to come on the hot wash and talk about it. Greg uh, has has done some stuff uh, with VSA. Um, came out and did a uh, a clinic at Mass Pro Shops with VSA. Um, so Greg is definitely uh, part of the VSA family. So I wanted to give them a plug, give them a shout out. Um, that's something we're going to talk about, and uh, you know I think we're going to have to get Brian, um, Doc, uh, Ferguson. It is Ferguson or Jurgensen, excuse me. Jurgensen, yeah. Jurgensen. Brian Jurgensen. We're going to get Doc Brian Jurgens involved uh, with uh, Gravy, Greg Coker, and uh, my buddy Brian. Well, he, he, I'll tell you Russell. what, I'll tell you right now, he, he, he met, he met. Greg and Brian know each other from, from the event at Bass Pro Shops. And, I, and I'll tell you, when the car's done and, and we get everything all said and done, he, he's going to like Greg a hell of a lot more than he likes me because he's a Chevy man. And, and he can barely – I mean, he loves the horsepower and he loves going down to the hot rod shop and, and seeing the build and hanging out. I mean, these guys make some incredible cars, um, some that I can't talk about that you'll see soon if you, if you follow Hot Rod Service Company. But – Brian is a Brian is a true Chevy fan, and and I know Coker is too. So him and uh, we won't hold that probably, against them. They're pretty good guys. Even yeah, I, know, I like Chevys. I know, they're pretty good guys. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure after the first event, Brian's probably going to divorce me and marry uh, marry Greg. <laughs> so, uh, Jeff, we've got a we've got a caller on the line uh, okay. that I'm going to go ahead and uh, make his microphone hot, um, and. Brett, this is uh, kind of a guy I talked about the other night, um, talking to you about the holster stuff, but I'm going to make his, his microphone hot and kind of let him come on and talk about uh, his holster system. Um, so awesome. A good friend of mine, um, Omar Bader, he goes by the handle Vegas. So, uh, hey, Vegas, you're on hot with the hot wash, brother. How are you? Not too bad, guys. Thanks for having me. How are we tonight? Good. Very well. Welcome. Uh, Thanks. Vegas, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Tell us who you are and uh, and what you do, brother. All right, guys. Uh, well, I'm out of here in uh, Savannah, Georgia. I'm a paramedic with um, U.S. Army Medcom on Fort Stewart, running with their ALS. I also work in conjunction with rescue training, which I do the majority of, like, uh, yes, sir. Sorry, my son wanted to have about a hole in a sock. Good, That's buddy. Vegas 2.0, just so you guys know. <laughs> Vegas 2.0. There's a medic around. Yeah. <laughs> my my little guy. Anyway, Omar, pajamas, execute. Sorry, guys. Anyway, um, yeah, so I'm down here in Savannah, Georgia. Um, undergrad in sports med. I did a ranger thing for about six years, and I went overseas and started doing uh, literally the executive protection side. And uh, how the holster system in of itself kind of came I looked at the breadth of my skill set and those common problems that not only ran veterans into problems, but also the operational field. Uh, and the, the design did not come out of a tactical application. It just kind of, in the end, ended up being a really good fit for it. So with me, as I see the, the VSA and I see CJ with the hot wash and I see all these other adjacent elements doing their part to give back to continue to support the veteran community. And as a service member, you really do hail the allegiance to those that are bigger than you as an individual, those overall causes, God, country, family, et cetera. So in the constant effort to give back to that, I was presented with a question and situation. I'm a one-handed shooter. 
either it was an injury or a birth defect or whatever it was, it was the inability to actually reload with two hands. So I looked at the commercial market and was like, well, what do we have available? And I really wasn't that impressed with how many actual top minds we have in the industry and thought, well, let's see what this ranger can make in his garage on a Saturday night. I was in a bit of a unique position because I just finished up pre-med at Armstrong down here in Savannah. So I started looking at a bit of the math. And after about a couple of weeks of math, which I'm not exactly too stellar at, I figured it out by superimposing the areas over each other. I got the linear movement just about down to a decimal. So one, that made great sense for one-handed shooters. But then two, worked phenomenal on a tactical application side. If your other hand disposed with it, one, not being there, or two, you're holding a shield or a canine or a cup of coffee or uh, a tasty small batch bourbon or a cigar, whatever it might be. You can have your guns in freedom. You can have your coffee in guns. You can mix max that any way you want. And that works out. So, guys, if, if, let me uh, let me break that because my boy Vegas, uh, that, that's what he goes by. Vegas is like a 350-pound head or a 350-pound brain and a normal-sized person's head. Um, and Jeff, you heard that because I know what you're ta- you know what I'm talking about. Vegas is probably one of the smartest people I know. Um, Vegas has come up with a design called, and Vegas, correct me if I'm wrong, SOCOM Spear, correct? Correct. So SOCOM Spear is basically taking sum this up for you. He's made it to where, with one hand, you can fire your pistol. Winchester, which means you fire your pistol completely out of rounds, slide locks to the rear. You take your pistol, reholster it. You drop your magazine, reholster it. It's got a spot for a clean, fresh new magazine that's loaded. You drop it in the magazine well up into the weapon. Grab your pistol out of the holster, drop the slide, and re-engage the target. Shoot it empty. That's awesome. Same thing. Drop your magazine, put it back in your holster. New freaking magazine that's freshly loaded. Pull, draw your weapon, drop the slide, and re-engage targets. What does that mean? And I, I can't, well, even, I can't me... even begin to tell you. I, I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am and looking forward to, to getting my hands on one. Oh, absolutely. What is, I'm on the phone. What, what does that mean? Now you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys this. Vegas is a, it, Vegas is my brother from another mother. I love Vegas to death. And th- this is Vegas's brainchild. Uh, I'm going to throw a name out there. Talk to Kyle Lamb about it. Kyle Lamb's a good friend of mine. Kyle Lamb heard about it. He was like, holy crap, I want to see it in action. I was in Atlanta airport with Kyle Lamb um, having breakfast one morning, and I, I freaking shot Vegas a message said, hey, can I, t- can I show this to Kyle? Yeah, go ahead. I showed it to Kyle. Kyle's like, wow, that's freaking pretty shit hot. How does he do that? I can't tell you how he does it. He does it. So um, Vegas went out on his own dime, went to SHOT Show this year, kind of showed some people his product. Um, and Vegas is in the – he's got the the product. Vegas, correct me if I'm wrong. You've got it protected under copyright and patent pending, correct? Yeah, the, the level one okay. is patent pending, and currently, as of now, the conversion kit is patent pending. Okay, so that means some jackass fuckhead can't come and steal Vegas's idea. <laughs> Told you I can speak my mind. Well, well, well if they do, they'll, they'll, see, they'll see the gun in action. 
yeah, yeah, exactly. Or they'll see the gun in action. But what does that mean? You know, it's got a very huge um, tactical advantage for people who are running shields on special weapons and tactics teams or special reactions teams where you've got a shield in one arm and you've got your pistol in the other as you're protecting the rest of your freaking stack on your entry team, making entry into a barricaded suspect uh, scenario. Or now individuals who are amputees um, who are missing an arm um, are able to run a gun one-handed and drop their magazine, holster their magazine, put a fresh magazine in their freaking weapon, draw their magazine, drop the slide, and re-engage. So, and we, we do, absolutely. As you Go know, ahead, we, do the GSF, we do the GSSF matches here in, in Richmond at the Richmond Rod and Gun Club um, every year. So we, we bring vets in from all around to come shoot with us at the, at the GSSF match. And we've got uh, a triple amputee that shoots with us. We've got double amputees that, that shoot with us or, or lost an arm and, and a leg or, you know, they're a single arm. And then we've got another fellow who, uh, who we affectionately call Headshot, who got shot in the head, um, took an AK round to the head. And so he's, you know, it's basically similar to like a stroke victim. He's got very limited use of, of one arm. And after CJ and I talked about this and, and he showed me what it was, I, I was floored to think how incredible it would be to have one of those for the GSSF match. Cause typically what we do is we've got three or four or five people. We stand around, we load the mags, we help them out. But for them to actually be able to do it completely on their own would just be spectacular. Absolutely. And here was part of the application of where I really, as I don't fancy myself an inventor or a particularly like in-depth person, but what I wanted to see a give back to the veterans who, stood up as a young man or a woman and went and defended us and they were trained by the respective branch they served with to defend either their community and or their country and they lost that ability. So in their inability to then defend or continue to serve in that capacity, they come back to the house. And now they lack the ability to defend even their own family, let alone themselves. I feel it's on a large precedence to empower those individuals that you are still competent and capable in your task and drill defending not only yourself but your family. And thank you for defending us abroad and whatever limitations you got, there are people out there in the betterment, like the VSA, like CJ Porter, like myself now, who are trying to give back to reassure that you have the most capability to live the most full quality life you possibly can. And there are the minds working for that betterment every day, whether you know it or not. We're here. Amen. 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 And that's that's that's, yeah. that's what this, you know, that's what the brainchild of the hot wash is all about, you know. I drop the F-bomb every once in a while, and I'm not always politically correct. And like I always say, I don't really care. If you don't like it, don't listen. Um, I've got a target audience. Um, I pay for my airtime. I don't care if you like it. If you don't, don't listen. If you do, then listen. Um, But what I care about is veterans. And what I care about is showing our veterans that regardless of what your physical or mental um, restriction, or what they've told you is a restriction is, guess what? I'm going to show you that you can push past that restriction and you, st- you can still function. Um, I've had the, I've been blessed um, 
and a lot of people call bullshit on this who don't know the special operations community. Um, but, you know, I spent nine years in special operations. I spent 11 tours in Iraq, 11 tours in Afghanistan. I've got a total of 63 months. And people were like, yeah, whatever, you're full of shit. Okay, I can show you my freaking DD-214. I can show you my freaking paperwork that shows that I was there that long. Um, I'm one of the, I'm, I'm one of the freaking guys that was lucky to make it that long, that many deployments, and not have a hair on my head harmed. I've had buddies who were shot next to me, uh, buddies who have died in my arms, who I casavac, who I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, not a thing I could do to save their life. They were going to die in my hands, period. And all I could do was hold their hand and make them comfortable until they made that transition to however you want to put it, Fiddler's Green, Valhalla. But there's us, there are individuals who do survive. And our goal with the hot wash is to show individuals, no matter how much um, of a mental or physical restriction you think you might have, we're going to push you past that and show you that you can still function past that. Um, there's an organization with a, uh, I'll get it wrong because I don't have it right in front of me. <clears throat> Great lady. I love her to death. Um, Katie um, Falcono. God, she'll kill me because I messed her name up. But she works with uh, amputees. And she's got an organization. One of my good friends, Rusty Brooks, is one of her um, guys that works with her. Um, Tell me I can't is her scenario or her slogan. Um, And Brett, Brett, I think you're familiar with her. We've talked to her before. Um, Yeah, and and I know know Rusty relatively well. Rusty Brooks is a fucking great motherfucker. He's a United States Marine Corps veteran. double amputee and you know tell me I can't and I'll show you I can that's pretty much the gist of their organization so we're going to take individuals who society says you shouldn't be able to do this and guess what we're going to show you yes we can and we're going to put the, the education and the tools in the hands of these individuals and show you that you think we can't do this and we're going to. Tell me I can't, and I'm going to prove you wrong. That's kind of what VSA is all about. Um, we're, you tell me yep. I can't go hunting. Guess what? I'm going to go hunting. And not only am I going to go hunting, but like Brett said, we're, I'm going to come home and put food on the table. I'm going to bring home the bacon. And that's what this is that's all it. about. That's the other thing that it's all I think the other thing that it does, too, is in the special forces community, there's a phrase called force multipliers, and and that's what VSA is doing. VSA is, is, is taking a veteran and giving them the opportunity to show that they can do things that they didn't think they could. Um, it gives their families the opportunity to do things with their loved one. But now that person, that veteran, and, and those family members are going to go to their brothers and their sisters and say, you know what, hey, I was able to do this, and this organization helped me do it. And now they're going to be coming, and they're going to be – it's, it's forced multiplication. And that, that yeah. to me, is, is what is the most valuable aspect of, 
of this is that that we're you're you're reaching out. You know, you tell two friends and they tell two friends, and you know, it's one of those you know commercial types of things. But it's not a commercial; it's it's the reality, and that's that's the beauty of what what you're doing, Britt. Well, thank you. Yeah, we're. Uh, I think force multiplication is is a good way to put it. We've got a we've got about seven minutes and forty seconds left on the air. I scheduled this for an hour and a half, even though my my partner in crime, Alex Maltizo, who I know she's still hanging out working in the background, she always wants to do an hour, and that's it. I, I made this for an hour and a half because I knew we couldn't just talk for an hour. Um, but we've got about seven hours and 20 seconds left now. Um, Brett, give us some plugs. Tell us uh, where guys can check out VSA and how they can te- get in touch with VSA um, if they're interested or they they people listening tonight know someone they might want to talk to you guys about for VSA. Well, we, we've, we've got uh, veteransportsmentalliance.org is, is our website, and you can contact you know, the various chapters through there, or you can contact us directly. We've got the, uh, the Veteran Sportsman Alliance VSA Facebook page that, uh, you know, we obviously that's, that's kind of where we all gather and uh, probably more, more news travels through that than anything else. Cause it's, it's relatively easy to operate. And, and uh, we've got an Instagram and, and all the, all the same stuff, but uh, you know, if you want to reach out to us, um, basically what we do is we take a short bio, you know, a kind of a handwritten bio of, of your life and service, and then uh, a copy of your DD-214. We don't need any Social Security numbers or anything like that. And uh, Yes, we need your Social Security number. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah, good for you. And your bank account. And your bank account number, yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it, if you want to reach out to us, uh, do that and, you know, we'll, uh, we'll respond. We're, you know, we're, we're not a big organization. We don't have hundreds of people, so be patient with us. But uh, I guess in short, you know, we're, we're trying to do the right thing for the right reason, and we're, we're trying to build confidence um, back in the, in, in the guys that uh, might not think they can do something. You know, again, our, our, our two biggest mottos are, question everything and refuse to be broken. Somebody says That's you're not going to do was, it. It's, I, I, uh, I love that. I love that motto. Question everything. That was God. I've been trying to spit that out all night. Can spit it out. Question everything. That's the motto that I love. That that's been with us. That's been with us from the get go. You know, I, on a plane. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, we've got a couple of question everything tattoos running around here. And, but uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's just kind of been it's kind of been the way from the beginning. Question everything, and uh, you know I want to I want to let Brian say a few more things before we get out of here because this kid is such an inspiration, um, not only to me and and our family but everyone that knows him, and and the community here at large and and in Oregon because he's been there and I'm sure he will accompany us to to Texas and Nevada on some stuff and and he's a great representation of of uh, what you can do if you just fucking don't give up, you know, refuse to be broken. So uh, I know he wants to say a couple words before we get out of here. So I'm going to, I'm going to turn the mic over to, to Brian. Go ahead. 
tell them goodbye, tell them thank you, tell them what you tell other vets not to give up. Well, I mean, there were, if you go back about two and a half, three years ago, I was very, very, very depressed. The thought of suicide constantly ran through my head. And one of the things that the BSA gave me was hope. You know, I mean, how many people do you know who shot a deer? Not that many people ever. I mean, I've gone hunting. I've gone fishing. I have done so much more stuff now. And the I didn't think it was possible, but Brett showed me that nothing can hold me back, and that's a that's a huge accomplishment. It's mentally speaking, you will have incredible power. So, I mean, I want to see more. I, like Brett said, I want to see the 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 suicide rate go down. I want to see stop because people have so much more to look for than and the business want to help them. I want to see the business get bigger, go to everywhere and help people who need help. Physical, it's not really a limit. It's all about mental. That's a big problem. We'll do it. Well said, brother. Well said. Indeed. So definitely we've got about a, uh, a minute and a half left live on the air. Uh, Vegas, tell us where we can find out about SOCOM Spear, brother. You guys can track me down on Facebook at Vegas Prime. And there is the group uh, SOCOM Spear. You can also find us at BatterTactical.com and same handle on Instagram as well as Twitter. So that's all getting up and getting itself plugged full of media content as the days go. As far as um, the actual numbers on itself, on it really quick, your average reloads for the majority are running between eh, four to six seconds on this system after about an hour, maybe two, like I saw with Jared Bullock out of Crestview, Florida, a double amputee. He was running them well under three in about two hours. And me, I run them just under three. Wow. So something to look forward to seeing more of. I appreciate hey, you guys having us. Hey, Jeff, thank, thank uh, you. Uh, Vegas. Thanks so much, brother. Uh, we're off the air now, but it still continues to uh, record. Um, definitely want to say, Hey, Thanks to the guys who listened to the Hot Wash with CJ tonight. Um, we are available on iTunes, so every single episode of the Hot Wash is now available on iTunes. So if you can catch us live, you can go to iTunes, type in the Hot Wash. 
it'll pull up all the hot watch videos. Guys can uh, download it and listen to the the episode. Um, Jeff Falco, go ahead and tell us about junior bullet pins, brother. Because um, you know those, those those junior bullet pins are near and dear to my heart, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, I started a company uh, in 2007 that was my oldest son's dream. He was a, a sniper in Third Special Forces Group on ODA 316. He was a weapon sergeant, and he uh, finished sniper school and came. I met him up in Utah and we went skiing. And he said, "Hey, I'd like to uh, make tens at a 762 shows, Dad. When I get home from Afghanistan." I, that was a great idea. Well, he never came home. He was killed in a 54-hour battle with the Taliban on August 8, 2005. So uh, two years later, I uh, figured out how to do it, and we've we've made uh, close to 400,000 pens in the last nine years. And, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing that I've, I've – I've, like, like Brett said, I've got a family now that I never – in my wildest dreams would have imagined could be possible, but it just keeps getting bigger and better every day. And, uh, I'm truly blessed to, to call CJ brother and, and, and you brother now, you, you too now, Brett. Yeah. Same, same, same back at you. And there's no, you know, I'm not letting Jeff get away from that. Um, Jeff, Jeff Falcol is now my gold star father. So, um, he's now my gold star dad. Because like I said, I've got a, a shit ton. I've got a metric shit ton of gold star mothers, but I've never really adopted a gold star father. Um, mm-hmm. And and now Jeff Jeff is my gold star father, so he's my dad. So you know, there you go. Jeff um, Chris Falkel was killed in action. Um, Jeff does have uh, a son who's a golf pro in Cupertino, California. Um, but you know what? By God, you got another son who's still out here absolutely um kicking ass and absolutely. i am yep. you're my gold star dad jeff so i, I want to say yeah. thank you um and i'm here to support you 100 percent um i appreciate hey it brother. Guys, i love you i love you too jeff um you know i had an emotional moment i called jeff kind of um impromptu monday night um we're off the air but it's still recording um, I've got a very special little boy who means the world to me. Um, his name's Scholar Harrell. Um, Scholar is nine years old, and he's fighting cancer. Um, told Jeff that he had uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He's actually got uh, Burkitt lymphoma. Um, Scholar's nine years old. Um, all he wants to do is be a freaking police officer, um, super in love with law enforcement and the emergency medical community and the first responder community. And, uh, you know, Jeff sent me some pins from Junior Bullets pins. I've got some amazing pins that, that Jeff sent me from Junior Bullet pins that have my name on them, have the night soccer crest on them. I carry a Junior Bullet pin everywhere I go. And, uh, I was visiting Skylar Monday evening, um, giving Skylar a special badge that I had made for him that says uh, Chief Skylar Johnson, cancer fighter, Norton's Hospital, Kentucky. And uh, I called Jeff, I FaceTimed Jeff out of the blue. Um, 
because I wanted Jeff to see me give Skyler his junior bullet pen because that little young man, he's not a veteran, obviously. He's nine years old, but I'll tell you what, that's the strongest little turd that I've ever met in my life. Um, Skyler has the heart and spirit of a warrior, and uh, I respect that, and I saw that in him, and he embodies everything that Jeff's son, Chris, represented and fought for so i i, I kind of presented one of the junior bullet pins to skylar and i got pretty emotional um my damn allergies and were kicking in in full effect and i had mm-hmm. i don't know somebody was cutting endings or some shit i was freaking Ooh, it was rough um but you know i i fully support um veteran sportsman's alliance one I support junior bullet pins because everything that Jeff Falkel does is to improve um, the quality of life for special operations veterans and veterans, period. And we're working on Vegas, Vegas Prime, Omar Bader. Um, we're going to get these holsters out. I've already told to uh, told Vegas, hey, look, um, I'll pay for these holsters to get them out to my VSA brethren. Uh, who are amputees, um, so that they have the ability to fire their weapons and reload. So we're going to make that happen. I've talked to Vegas. Um, one of the guy, you know, the picture that was on our um, advertisement for tonight, um, Brett was Jose. Jose's a, Jose. Jose. So Jose's missing two legs and an arm. And that motherfucker shoots a bow. He draws back with one arm in his teeth. And not only does he draw a compound bow with one arm and his teeth, Brad, he's killed an animal with that, correct? He he has not yet. But but it not will yet. happen okay. uh, it will probably happen in Arizona very shortly. So And we have Jeff, so we have uh, real quick, I wanna say something. A, a huge thank you to uh, Jeff Fabry, who's the uh, Paralympic gold medal archer, actually had that bow custom built for Jose. And Jose was supposed to come up to Fresno up here, and we were going to give, Jeff was going to give lessons uh, to Jose. Jose ended up getting in a car accident, broke his only good arm. Um, so that got delayed. Jeff being an incredibly wonderful person actually drove that bow down to Southern California and hand delivered that bow to Jose. So uh, a shout out to, to Jeff Fabry and, and all the prime um, archery and the folks that put that together. And, and we love Jeff immensely for, uh, for taking time to put that bow together and actually hand delivering that to Jose to keep his spirits up and, and uh, so, yeah, Jose is well on his way to uh, to uh, harvesting an animal with that wonderful bow. And I definitely can't wait to see that. Hey, guys, uh, you know, we're past our time, obviously. We're off, off the air live, but it is continuing to record. All of the episodes of The Hot Wash are now available on iTunes. Um, all you have to do is go to iTunes, type in The Hot Wash, and it will pull up all episodes of the Hot Wash, and you can listen to the episodes accordingly. Um, I definitely want to give a big shout-out and a big thank you to VSA, Veteran Sportsman's Alliance, um, 
my little sister, the princess of VSA, Cheyenne. She didn't say a whole lot tonight, um, but hey, sis, I love you. I want to thank you for all the love and admiration that you have for veterans, and thank you for everything that you do for the veterans. Uh, Brett Johnson, her father, Brett, you know how much I love you, brother, and I appreciate everything that you do for our veteran community. You're you're, you're quite welcome. Wouldn't have it any other way, and you know how I feel about you too. Love you tons. Uh, my new gold star father, um, Dr. Jeff Falcon, um, father of Staff Sergeant Chris Falcon from Third Special Forces Group, who was KIA. Jeff, you're, I'm going to go ahead and say it. You're fucked. Your family now. Um, I'm your son for life, and uh, yeah. you know Just there's not a thing on. in the world that I wouldn't do for you. And uh, Vegas. Omar Bader with uh, SOCOM Spear. Brother, I look forward to uh, you continuing to further the education and the production of your product. I can't wait to get it in the hands of some of our fucking brothers and sisters who are amputees, uh, not only on the, the tactical side, but on the the side to support our brothers and sisters. Vegas, you know I love your brother. Um, that's why I wanted to get on tonight especially on this episode and talk about uh, your product, who can help our brothers and sisters who are amputees. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the hot wash. The hot wash is all about showing our brothers and sister veterans uh, who are combat veterans and who maybe have been injured physically or mentally through um, their actions in combat that you still can and will be a contributing member of society. Um, thank you very much for listening. We broadcast live every Wednesday night from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, please tune in next week. And I want to let you know, guys, we have your back 100%. I got to thank country artist Shana Jackman whose song, We Have Your Back, is our kind of theme song. I started out with Bodies tonight, but uh, we're going to close with Shana's song, We've Got Your Back. Please listen to the words. Big shout-out for all of my guests tonight. Guys, I appreciate you coming on. Brett, you guys have a good time at the game. Give my little sister Shine a hug for me. Jeff, I'll be in touch with you. Vegas, you know I love you, brother. And this is CJ with the Hot Wash. I'm out. Right on, brother. We're Love you, brother. We're headed off to the Starks game. Love you, handsome.